Hi, folks. How you doing? This is the Gospel of Kennison, episode 143, brought to you the week of April 9th, 2021. This is my personal audio journal, and my name is James Kennison. Welcome to the show. Uh, special thanks to our patrons, but especially Carrie Wright and Carrie Bernhardt. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash GOK. Guess what? We went on vacation. Yeah. We went to Chicago and downtown Chicago. We stayed at the Lowe's Hotel, which is pretty swanky. Um, it was quiet, at least, except for the baby next door that cried almost the whole time. Um, we went to the museum uh, where they show the uh, science, you know, with uh, lots of animals that are stuffed and uh, uh, animals that have bones like dinosaurs. And we went to an art museum, which was honestly my favorite. And I could have spent a lot more time there if we'd had time to spend there. And we went to a fish museum, also known as an aquarium. And we saw a lot of fish and turtles, which are my favorite. I like turtles more than fish. And there were very few turtles, but they were, they were there. And um, there's a fact about turtles. I talked about it on uh, that story show, but um, I didn't realize this until recently in one of my videos that I watched on YouTube is turtles can feel what happens on their backs on that shell. And so uh, they like to be scratched with like brushes and stuff. And there is a video out there of a big old turtle going through what looks like a homemade uh, car wash almost thing made out of brushes and two by fours. And he's just walking through it and it's scratching him and he's rubbing his back on it. So if there's any doubt about my claim that turtles can feel what is going on with their shells, just look up um, turtle back scratch on YouTube. And see what wonderful things you find. Because it's good enough that Perry Grip should make a song called Turtleback Scratch. I, I might send that to him, actually. That should be one of my goals. That would be a thrill. Because I love Perry Grip's kids' songs. And uh, even though, you know, some people say they all sound the same, I don't think so. I think there's a pattern to them. But that, I don't think they sound the same. And... Uh, he loves to take things like hamster on a piano or cat licking my birthday cake and turning them into songs. And, and, you know, uh, one of my favorites being, um, baby monkey riding backwards on a pig is a great song. And, uh, I think it would be right up his alley. Turtle back scratch would be a great song. And if I could get one of his songs named after an idea of mine, I could live live again it would be great anyway how are you doing i hope you're doing well i know it's podcast and you can't answer me but i hope it's good i hope life's good i hope your trials are easier and get throughable you know uh i'm doing okay i'm still feeling good um, not feeling a lot of motivation or drive have not seen my doctor. I was supposed to have seen my doctor by now since the last time I talked to you guys, but, um, I waited 
and I got, you know, in front of my laptop and I waited and, uh, I tried to connect. And after about 15 minutes, I gave up and, uh, turns out I had a phone call or two that said, we need to reschedule your, uh, account, your appointment. And, uh, so I called and I was a little miffed, you know, cause they called the day of, and that must be nice because I have to give them 24 hours or I'll get charged as if, uh, I missed, you know, the, the event or if I was actually there, I guess. Um, but I called and I, and I said, you know, can I get another appointment? And they said, yeah, Thursday at such and such a time. And I said, can we do something other than Thursday? Because Thursday is a terrible day to see the psychiatrist. It just is. Cause it gets you in a certain mindset. And then I've got a podcast on Thursday and they said, well, he only comes in on Thursday and immediately a little red flag goes up and I'm like, what is that? It only comes in one day a week. Must be nice. Maybe he's, you know, like in the show house where he would have to do clinic clinicals or clinics, the clinic, the free clinic or whatever as a punishment. Maybe this guy doesn't like me because I'm his punishment. So we're working on trying to find a new doctor, a new psychiatrist. Um, get me on some medicine that will give me some energy and help me to function properly. But even though I have low um, energy levels and no drive whatsoever, um, the trip to Chicago was surprisingly, it was a lot of work, but it was surprisingly easy and it, and it went off really well. Now, granted my wife worked it out. She's such a great one. Um, that we didn't do anything before 12 o'clock. Now they did, they would go out for breakfast and they would go shopping and things like that. But, um, my life really doesn't start till noon. And so all of the events that we did, were from like one o'clock to five o'clock and, uh, and it worked out fine and, and nobody seemed put out by it or put off by it. It was, it was in the afternoon, you know, the, everything was, uh, kind of scaled back as far as crowds went. So it wasn't like we missed a, a, a great, you know, time of day to go or anything like that. Um, but, uh, I, I had to do a lot of walking. I thought we would be able to use, uh, Uber, but Uber was like, uh, anywhere from 25 to $40 for these tiny little trips that, that, you know, they were long walks, but tiny drives, you know? And, um, so we saved a ton of money by walking, but it just killed me. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm overweight and, um, I'm not, I'm not in the best of shape and, uh, uh but I did it. And it got to where it was easy, you know, to walk. So, uh, that, that was good. It makes it sound like I'm like uh, borderline handicapped or something, but I'm not, I promise I'm not a giant blob of, 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 uh, blubber. I, I'm just not used to doing a lot of walking and we did miles and miles of walking. So, uh, you know, my feet hurt, my back hurt, but, uh, but it got, it got easier. And, and, um, so I'm not that bad out of shape, I suppose. Some of the highlights of the trip, 
we're walking. <laughs> no, um, just being in a big city. We, we, the hotel we were in was across from the NBC building, which was neat. I, I, I don't know what's on NBC. I think, um, I think a couple of my favorite shows have been on NBC. I, I don't know. Yeah. The office and, uh, was it 30 rock maybe, you know? So I, I like that logo on a building. I, I know that much. I saw a Trump tower, which was kind of cool. Um, you know, my, my kids were kind of freaked out. Like, what, what, why is that building so proud of Trump? And Jen, Jen's like, he, he, he kind of owns it. It's his building. So he puts his name on it. And they're like, oh, okay. Because uh, they, are, they are not um, at all in support of any, any kind of Trump business. Whereas I uh, recently professed my conversion from uh, a guy who, you know, was okay with Trump to somebody that, that is not now okay with him. Um, speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, I I did. I got a little, uh, I guess, political last episode, and it upset some people. And um, I don't, I, I guess I'll say what I said last time, that I, I just don't get the mindset. I don't understand the logic. Um but people wrote in and they were all upset and, and when did Trump say this and blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm like, uh, I didn't respond to any of it because I don't argue over the internet. It's the most useless thing in the world to do. Secondly, I didn't open anything up for debate. It wasn't like I, I put a point out there and said, um, I think you should agree with me or, I believe what my statement is on this is absolute truth. I just, I just put out my opinion. I told you guys why I switched from one way of thinking to another. And, and that was just it. It was an information update. It was not the kind of meeting where we sit down and debate it and talk about it and then make a decision. The de it was the kind of meeting where the decision was made and we came together for me to disseminate the information. And so all of the emails that came in that were arguing with me about why I, you know, I just don't consider myself a Trump supporter at all. Uh, you wasted, wasted your time. I hope you'll still listen and I hope you still like me. <laughs> um, I still like you. Uh, I just don't, you know support that particular dude anymore. I never thought he was a good person. I said that way back, even when I voted for him. I'm like, he might make a good president, but he is not a good person. Um, you know, he's not. He, he, he's not a good person. You don't say the things that he said about women, treat women the way he treated them, and get to walk away and say he's a good person. Um, so again, I'll just say it and, and if it upsets you, oh well, but you know, I'm not happy that Biden won, but I'm glad Trump didn't, uh, cause I, I want to get back to the Reagan kind of guys, you know, the Bush kind of guys where they're just 
they're normal, you know? And uh, I don't know. I don't know. But it, all in all, I actually just want to, I, I just look forward to the day where Trump is not in the news and he's not a, a matter of concern. Um, because the kind of people that support him, the extremists, okay, the extremists that support him uh, worry me. And I do not want to be associated in any way with that. So anyway, back to Chicago, Chicago. Uh, we ate in a lot of great places. We ate a lot of Italian food. We had Chicago style pizza, which is really weird, but decent. Um, I went to a four story Starbucks with my son and my daughter and my wife. And we walked all four stories and went all the way to the top. And, um, what do they do at a, Four-story Starbucks, you might ask. Well, at the main level, they sell retail, and it's like a normal Starbucks. Second floor, they sell um, just packaged coffees, it looked like. And then third floor, um, they did uh, cold brew stuff, it looked like. And my wife said something called pour-overs. And then on the fourth floor, the very top floor, they served alcohol. And so we visited it and then, you know, just drifted our way back down and... um my kids bought stuff because they're Starbucks freaks. I can't stand a thing that they make except for hot chocolate. So I didn't, you know, I didn't partake or uh, buy anything. But um, we really didn't do anything that uh, I would have picked to do. Like if I were to go to Chicago again, I would probably look up famous places from movies that were filmed in Chicago. And I would go visit them. So we didn't do anything like that. That's the kind of stuff I would do. But with the stuff we did do was surprisingly fun for all of us. We didn't even think the kids would be as into it as they were. But Jenna absolutely loved the art museum. She spent most of the time in the ancient relics part where all of the old ancient Roman and Greek carvings were. And um, she just read everything and looked at everything and took pictures of stuff. And I spent a lot of time with her, but then I wanted to go to the American art stuff and I got to see American Gothic, you know, the old man and the old lady with the pitchfork picture. I got to see that. I got to see a picture that I saw in, um, um, in Ferris Bueller's day off. It's this big pointist picture where it's a bunch of dots and it's a bunch of people in a park. You've, you've probably seen it and it's huge. It's gigantic. I didn't know. And then there's one, um, about, uh, it's just a picture of a door. The thing is probably three foot wide and it's a probably 11 foot tall. And it supposedly took the guy 10 years to paint or something like that. But it's a picture of a door and it's a creepy Tim Burton, Harry Potter looking door. And um, it is amazing. And I wish I could tell you the keywords. Let me see if I can find them. If you look up the words, Chicago art museum, dark door, you will find a very unimpressive picture of, of it because <laughs> it doesn't photograph well, but it's the first return and it just looks like a cloudy mess, but it's because it's such a small picture of such a huge painting. And I stood there and stared at it forever. And there's so much detail in it. If you ever go to Chicago, look for, um, for the dark door. I don't know what else to call it, but, uh, it's got this dark wreath hanging on it 
and there's not a straight line in the whole thing. And it was, it was one of my favorite things that I saw, but, um, I got to see some Picassos and, uh, especially a self portrait that he did. Um, and I took a very close up picture of it because I love getting in close and looking at the brushwork, um, that they do. Uh, when we were in Kansas city and they had all the Norman Rockwell stuff up, which is another one of my favorite painters. He, uh, I got to see the, the, the paint strokes and they seem so haphazard and so casual, except they're so purposeful because you back up from it and it looks so good and so real. And so in Picasso's case, so vivid and natural, even though the colors he uses don't match up with reality at all. You know, he's not an orange dude, you know, but he paints with yellows and reds and blues and all this stuff. And, um, there's such a, there's such a pattern to the madness that you see. And, uh, anyway, um, the painting apparently was done by Ivan Albright. So if that helps, um, he has a weird painting style and he did another one. Um, it was the portrait of Dorian Gray and, uh, it was really uh, detailed and kind of gory, actually. Uh, but that's kind of the story of Dorian Gray, if you're familiar with that story. Um, he's a guy that does all these bad things, and they don't hurt him. But this painting of him gets affected by it. So uh, it reflects his soul, so to speak. Um, but anyway, yeah, check out the Dark Door picture. I don't know what it's called, but... Uh, it, you'd be doing yourself some good to find a good close-up picture of it and just study it. Mm. It's nice. It's it's very cool. Um, what I've been watching? I've been watching um, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. My wife, I had been telling her about it, about how much I was looking forward to it because, you know, we finished up WandaVision. And uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, she thought I was talking about two different shows, The Falcon and then another show called The Winter Soldier. And she was like, how are we going to watch both if they're premiering at the same time? And I said, no, it's called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And she's like, oh. And so, yeah, we're a season or a season, an episode behind because we were on vacation and we didn't get to watch it. So uh, don't spoil anything for me because I'm not all the way caught up. I'm one episode behind. But um it was, it was, it's good. It's a very good, uh, very good show. And they have a lot of characters from the movie that keep showing up. And it just makes my day when that happens. Um, as far as the van goes though, I got to go back to that real quick. As I saw three, uh, yeah, the one was a self portrait. One was his bedroom, Van Gogh's bedroom. And it was so neat to see that because it was in Dr. Who. And, uh, as far as they modeled his, his house after that painting, and in the painting on the wall, you can see uh, a depiction of one of his self portraits up on the wall. And I just think that's so awesome. And then there was another one. It was a bowl of fruit and it's like figs and, and grapes or something. And it just looks amazing. Um, it pops off the canvas. It, it really does. And I, I never really understood Van Gogh very much um, until the combination of seeing it in person and, uh, the, the Doctor Who episode when I fell in love with the character and the and you know he was a depressed person and 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 ultimately committed suicide and stuff. A matter of fact, I read an article recently that his sister also struggled, had mental illness, and sold fifteen of his paintings after he died to help 
with her own mental illness care. And uh, I think the gist of the article is, is those jokers are out there somewhere and nobody knows where they're at. So it's kind of weird, kind of cool. Somebody knows. You know they do. Haven't been really watching any movies. It's just, uh, but I've been playing a lot of Minecraft. And that's what I want to talk about next is my wife um, kind of mentioned, why, aren't, why, why don't you uh, get into streaming? You know, and I, and I thought about it because I've thought about it before getting into live streaming. Um, but I'm not much of a, I, 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 I can't imagine. I don't have a face for television. Okay. I'm, I'm not an ugly dude, but, um, I'm not someone the internet would sit and stare at for hours, but I have this crazy idea of, uh, I, I enjoy playing Minecraft. I enjoy creating houses and, 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 uh, you know, getting stuff together and, and, um, landscaping and, uh, making cool places to live and stuff. And, uh, I, I would imagine it's interesting to people. Uh, I also love telling stories and I think I could do both and make a channel out of it. At least it's worth a, a shot. Um, uh, it, it wouldn't cost me anything is the thing. There's no risk. And the worst I can do is fail. In which case I just stop. And if it takes off, uh, then I keep doing it. And I've got another, uh, another thing that I do. So I've been working really hard on educating myself about streaming and how it works and what software I need and all that. And it turns out the software that I need is free. It's called OBS open broadcast, uh, software i think is what it's called and uh i got it all set up got all the right settings put in because it's very unuser friendly you have to know what you're doing and i had to read a lot of articles and look up a lot of youtube videos to figure out how to make it work but i did my first private stream i think it was last night and uh it was a grand total of about 45 seconds <laughs> But it was me talking and playing Minecraft together at the same time, and it worked. And so my thinking is, if I can do uh, the visual part, I, I would love to sit and tell stories on a stream. But like I said, I don't think anybody would sit and watch that. Um, I've tried illustrating stories. If you go to my channel on YouTube, YouTube... Um, and then look up that story show, you'll see that I've animated at least three stories and that's a lot of work and it didn't, you know, it just didn't take off like I thought it would. Uh, so just telling stories isn't good enough. Just illustrating stories isn't good enough, but maybe uh, combining something I enjoy with, you know, video games and then um, doing commentary on top of it and not always just telling stories, but interacting with a live audience and telling stories. I, I don't know. I think it's got a shot. I think I can generate an audience and a community around something like that. It's going to pull somebody's whistle. You know, I don't know what that meant, but it'll, it'll ring somebody's bell is what I think I meant. So there we go. Um, I don't know. It, it's either going to work or it won't, but I would love to do it. And I would love for it to be successful. And, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll try. We'll try it. We'll, 
we'll see. But, but I would do it on YouTube. I would stream on YouTube, not Twitch. Why not Twitch? Well, I, I did the research and they say that Twitch is for content that is live and is constantly live. And, and YouTube is for archived content. And I'm like, well, my episodes will be, uh, or my streams will be like episodes. It's what I know, you know, podcasting. I will, I will bring to the streaming world what I've learned from podcasting and there will be seasons and there will be episodes and each season will be a new world in Minecraft. And I will start from a brand new map and I will build a home. I will try to keep the styles different for each season. Um, try different challenges for each season. Uh, you know, things like that. But then every episode will be a series of stories and um, I will archive them, you know, and, and put playlists together and stuff like that so people can can watch them in order. And, um, you know, I don't know. We'll see if it works. If it doesn't work, great. If it did, you were here at the beginning and you got to hear my ideas. I have a fella, I won't mention his name, um, sent me an email that I want to read. It's about depression. And, uh, seems like you guys get a lot out of when we talk about it. So I, I wanted to include it. He says, I started listening to your podcast, that story show a few months ago, and I was looking for clean comedy that would provide a break from all of the chaos of 2020. A couple of weeks ago, I listened to your autobiographical episodes from the gospel of Kennison podcast and some of your more recent episodes as well. My heart breaks for you, and I understand much of what you're going through. Six years ago, my wife gave birth to twins. One had a serious heart defect and passed away 10 days after she was born. The other twin, a little boy, had hearing defects, a cleft lip, and many other health struggles. We spent many days in the emergency room and hospital. A few months later, my wife began to experience several medical conditions that resulted in several hospitalizations. During that time, I also moved my family to a different city, and began a new high-stress job. Good Lord. Two years later, life is going well. Or was, was going well. My family was settled. My wife and children were healthy. My job was satisfying. And that's when the depression hit. The gloom and darkness filled me and brought me to my knees. I had no motivation. I was filled with anxiety and self-doubt. And I despaired. Good Lord, do we despair. The depression was worse than experiencing the death of a child. The health issues of my wife and child and the stress of moving and a new job. With depression, no amount of faith or positive thinking or self-determination helped. During my previous trials, I could choose my attitude. I could choose faith, hope, and love. I could feel positive. I could choose to feel God's love and I would enjoy the blessings in my life. With depression, it did not matter how well my life was going or what blessings I had in my life. I remember thinking that committing a great sin would be better than depression. At least if I had done something horrible like cheating on my wife, the consequences would be the result of my own choices, and I could repent and take steps to feel God's love for me again. With depression, it was not my fault, and I could not even feel God's love. I wondered what God's love was good for, or why Christ's sacrifice mattered if I was in this hell, which I could never end. Been there, bud. Been there. I also felt the self-hate 
paranoia and despair. I felt that I would never live up to my potential, that I was a waste of space, that if I disappeared, no one would care. I also wanted to watch it all burn down. Depression is like a parasite that digs into your brain and fills you with darkness and seeks to destroy its host. That's exactly right. It's a big fat liar. And it's perfect. It's a perfect assassin. It wants to kill you by making you want to kill yourself. Thankfully, I understood that depression what I understood what depression was and did not give in to that darkness. I began taking medication and night turned into day. It was like waking up from a vivid nightmare into a beautiful spring morning. I could feel peace and happiness again. The doubt and despair were gone. I could feel God's love and his spirit. The dark feelings and destructive thoughts disappeared. I was myself again, and I was filled with life and light. I write this to you now. He, he apparently had a better <laughs> experience with medication than I did. Mine, mine was a, a change, but man, it has been a, a, a roller coaster of ups and downs. You know, stuff working and then stop working and switch stuff. And it makes me crazy and feel weird and then have to try something new. And it's two week minimum to a month before you figure out if it works or not. It's just, it's been seven years of, of craziness until this last uh, prescription. But anyway, I write to this, this to you now that there is at least one person who knows how you feel. Depression is terrible. And one of the most difficult trials we can endure in this life, it takes away our ability to choose. It takes away our ability to feel God's love. It takes away our confidence and it fills us with darkness that we cannot get rid of through faith or works. And it is horrible. I'm glad to hear life is better for you. I hope it continues and improves. Although you do not know me personally, please know I am here for you and understand. Please feel free to reach out if you need anything. I also want to pass along a few things I learned on my journey through depression. Perhaps they will help you, although everyone is different. And he's right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read these and they may help you and they may not. Um, I had a lady one time tell me that putting together memory books helped her. Uh, that would not work for me. Um, she put together things of, that were positive about her life. And again, that would not work for me. Uh, but whatever does work for you is exactly what you need to cling to. And just on the off chance that one of these might work for you, I want to share them with you. First, treat your depression like a fight to find a cure for a deadly disease. Depression causes apathy and weakness. The resolve to fight for the cure. Write down what you are like without depression. Keep track of your symptoms daily to see your progress and have someone keep you accountable every day. Investigate the multiple causes of depression or what can contribute to it. For example, low testosterone and issues with B12 contributed to my depression. Investigate which, which doctors are the best at treating depression in your area and change doctors or prescriptions that are not working. I went through several doctors and many different medications before I felt truly healed. Some ideas will not work. In fact, they may knock you back a few steps. However, when you begin to actively fight depression every day, by seeking a remedy, it brings a measure of hope. He's right about that. Fight for the full cure every day and do not give in to the apathy. And that, is, that has been my thing from the beginning is I never want to consider where I'm at normal. That's the way I word it is I never want to accept this as the norm. I always want to fight uh, for the normal, what, what, is, what I know normal James is. Anyway, secondly, he says... Learn how the brain works and how we are as human beings and how we think. 
My depression was 100% biological, meaning the chemicals in my brain and other biological issues caused the depression. It was not due to a psychological issue that required therapy. However, I found that depression hijacked negative patterns of thinking that I simply ignored or changed previously. Learning about the brain and how we think helped me to disassociate from the negative thoughts and feelings while I was depressed. It continues to help me improve myself after the depression. Here are some recommendations. I do not agree with everything in these books. Uh, it, I do not agree with everything in these books, and I don't follow all of the recommendations, but just knowing what my brain is doing is helpful. Uh, he suggests A Liberated Mind, uh, How to Pivot Toward What Matters by Stephen C. Hayes. Fear is Fuel by Patrick Sweeney and Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy by David D. Burns. And I've read Feeling Good and it works. Uh, it works really well, but it only works if you have energy to make it work. Uh, if you have zero energy, um, you can't make it work. So anyway, but it's good. It's good stuff to know. So when you have a day where you have some energy, um, you can prepare uh, for the next day. Cause that's part of it. It's, it's hard to explain, but a good bit of it is preparing for the next day. And I have definitely applied that to my life that if I know what's coming, I can prepare for it. I can kind of save up some energy and, and get ready for it. And that's what worked about the vacation is I knew what was coming. I knew what was involved. I knew the walking. I knew I'd be on my feet. I knew I'd be around people. I knew I'd be uh, huffing and puffing through a mask all day. Um, and that helped me, uh, to accept things as they came along. And even when things didn't work out quite right, when the directions weren't quite as clear and we did get a little lost and we walked too far and all this kind of stuff, I was able to kind of bounce with it because I was, I had extra saved up. If that makes sense, extra energy saved up. So, um, he says again, I appreciate what you do and I understand your struggle. Take care my friend. And, uh, I'll say that's from anonymous. Uh, although nothing could be further from the truth. Great person. And, uh, thank you for sharing, uh, with me. I appreciate that a lot. Um, we got an interesting review. We don't get that many reviews on GOK, uh, through iTunes, but we did get one and it goes like this slowly falling in love with it. That's the title. It is so different. From that story show, which I always knew only from one side of him because of his happy personality on his other shows. This is written by a younger person. So basically saying, you know, I, I only knew the happy side of James. Um, it's hard not to think that someone's life is perfect. Like I did when I listened to that story show, because he only mentions really good things about his week or just the minor bad things that happen. But really he is dealing with so, so much more than that. And it's hard for me because even though I have never met this person ever in my life before, and somehow I care so deeply and can't help. It's terrible. I want to help, but I'm helpless and I can't. I agree. Absolutely. In your newest episode, don't get the logic. It's terrible how horrible people are treating each other. And I don't understand it either. Kudos to James and his amazing personality. And I'm just amazed that someone this amazing and kind exists and his courage showing that everyone has issues. So just good job, James. I love you. You're an amazing person. And even if I don't mean nothing to you 
or out of the millions of people, I still think you're amazing. Uh, that's from that Animal Crossing lover from the United States. And you're not just one of a million people. First of all, there aren't millions of people. There are thousands of people. <laughs> so the numbers, uh, and, and I don't get a lot of feedback. I really don't. I was, I did an interview this week, um, uh, with a college guy, uh, for a, uh, communications class that he was doing. And I won't mention his name just, you know, to keep him anonymous or whatever, but he, he did a wonderful job and I felt so honored being, uh, interviewed, but he told me how he was so, uh, surprised when I said that I would do it. Like when he reached out to me, he didn't think he would even hear back. And I'm like, dude, you don't realize podcasting is pretty, uh, lonely. You know, when, when you're recording, you're just sitting there with a microphone and a recording device and you kind of have to imagine that you're talking to your audience. You have to imagine how they're responding to what you're saying and how they want to hear it and what they need to hear. And, uh, cause you don't get that live feedback. When you make a joke, you don't get a laugh. Um, and you know, when you say something that ticks somebody off, thankfully you don't have to be there to hear it either. But, um, it, 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 all that to say that, you know, reviews and emails and comments like the ones we just read mean the world to me. They mean a ton. That's why I love Patreon so much. Um, because it, it goes beyond it, 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 this is not an ad for Patreon. It's just that when people give, it's like the next level, you know, because uh, there's people on that story show that listen, and that's amazing. Then there's people that listen, and then they write in stories, and that is freaking crazy amazing. And then there's people that email in stories, but then they'll email in comments or they'll review the show, and that's like the next level to me. And then there's folks that do all of those things and then they give their freaking money on top of that. That's the level of support they want to give. It, it is, uh, it's unfathomable to me that anybody would do that, but they do. And it is, it is something that we promote, but I don't, I don't try to shove it down people's throat. Um, but it, it is, it is nice. It is, um, especially, I don't know, maybe, maybe cause I'm a dude but I, that doesn't have a job and I do struggle a little bit with uh, purpose, but um, podcasting brings in an income and uh, it makes me feel good that that occurs, you know, feels like I'm doing something with myself that matters. And, and again, maybe that's a guy thing, you know, we're just, you know, getting paid uh, for doing a task makes you feel like you're fulfilled, you know? Um, I don't know, but anyway, it's really good. And, and wasn't that the sweetest, uh, the sweetest little, uh, review. Um, I just want to mention it. She had, she had talked about how she feels so bad for me. Um, uh, especially compared to the, she thought everything was so perfect in that story show. Um, well, you know, my, my life is very blessed. And I am very, uh, I'm, I'm happy, especially right now, <laughs> but even on my bad days, uh, I still recognize how blessed I am. I have a wonderful wife. I have ma amazing kids. 
I have a great house. I have uh, cars, now three. We have three cars now, one that I drive, one that my daughter drives, and one that my wife drives. And, and uh, I don't have to pick up my daughter as much anymore, and it's amazing. Um, uh, we have two useless dogs, you know. Um, I have a, a great wardrobe. I have three pairs of jeans and about 20 pop culture t-shirts. And that's, that's it, man. That's what I wear. Uh, and, and I, I, I'm healthy, even though I'm fat, <laughs> I'm healthy. I got good cholesterol. I got good blood pressure, you know, all the, all the stuff that matters. And, uh, it, it's, uh, life's good. I got a great podcast with amazing, amazing listeners. So, uh, just know, don't feel worse about it than I do. You know, I, and I feel, I feel pretty good about it. So, uh, it, it's, it's not all bad, you know, there's a lot to look forward to. That's why the first podcast that I restarted after the depression took me out of podcasting was a show called made my day because, um, I started focusing on the things that were so positive about every single day of my life. Um, and if there's ever a show I should do again, it, it, it would be that one. Um, matter of fact, I've often thought that that should be what I do on this show. Uh, at least for a segment of it is writing down again, at least one thing every day that was great about that day. There would be no end to the amount of content, you know, if you, if you did that. But, uh, at this point, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Um, we talked about the political thing. I, I promise I'll, I'll try to stay out of the politics. I know it upsets some of you, but I was, again, just, just like, you know, saying I have a favorite movie and then saying, well, it is no longer my favorite movie. That's about as much as it meant to me. Um, because I don't believe in identifying myself by who I represent. Not, not, not in a, not in a human way, not towards humans. Like, I'm not going to say I'm a Trump supporter. Uh, even, even back when I was okay with him being president, uh, I would have never really said that. Uh, and if I did, I'm sorry. Um, uh, because I, I'm, that's not how I choose to identify myself. I am a Christ follower. You know, I am a, uh, disciple of God. I, I, I'm a child of God. I, I would identify myself as that. I would say I was a husband to my wife and things like that. And I would identify myself as that, but I would not identify myself, um, for instance, by my sexual orientation. Um, that's not something that I feel is relevant to, to who I am as a person. Um, uh, I would not, um, represent I, I don't know i don't go around like i'm a white dude hey i'm a white dude yeah all right you know my race is not something that i parade around and 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 pride myself in um because i think that's ridiculous i think the content of your character is what really matters about yourself before or after anything else and uh you can maintain your character, uh, even in depression. Uh, 
I did. I, 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 I fell a hundred feet spiritually, mentally, every which way. But, um, I, I, I managed to not kill myself and, uh, I managed not to give up completely on God. So if I can do it, anybody can, cause I'm like the worst. <laughs> I'm like, if you only knew, uh, animal crossing lover, feel sorry for that. Uh, that, that, uh, you know, I, I am as I'm, I'm the brokest person that exists. Um, but I can, I can manage to have a wonderful marriage and great relationships with my kids and a wonderful podcast audience. And so if I can do it broken as I am, um, there's hope for you. <laughs> there's, there's a book that'll, that'll sell. <laughs> that'll sell. Hey, you're better than me. You know, that's the title of the book. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I welcome your feedback. I do. Um, just don't start an argument with me. Uh, if you want to have a conversation, we'll have a conversation, but, uh, hitting me with a bunch of, uh, pro Trump stuff is never going to garner any attention. Um, support Trump, man. All you want, do it. Love him. Uh, just understand that I don't and that that's okay. And it should be okay. That's what I'm talking about, about identifying yourself by who you support is, is kind of dangerous because, uh, unless it's Christ, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not willing to die on any other hill other than that one. Um, you know, if, if it comes down to it and they, you know, and, and Christianity is outlawed or anything weird like that, um, there's going to be a lot I'll put up with. Uh, but there's going to come a point where I have to stop and, and, and it's not going to be because of some candidate or some, uh, uh, stand that somebody makes on an issue. It's just going to be, look, I love God. I believe in God. I believe in his son, Jesus. That's it. That's all. That's all it is. It's in the Bible. It's not a surprise. It's been there for thousands of years. You know, people constantly get all upset, you know, because uh, of the views of the Christian faith, but none of them are a surprise. Everybody knows what they are. Um, it's just, it's, it's a shame to me that people don't know that we're supposed to be loving above about everything else. They will know that we are Christians by our love. And what is love? Love is patient. It's kind. It's, it's, a lot of these things, faith, hope, and love abide. But the greatest of these is love. We're supposed to love is a verb. As they say, it's a noun too, by the way, but put into action. It, it, it is, um, what we're supposed to be known by. I think we should be known more for what we stand for than what we stand against. And, uh, I, I guess this kind of pigeon, holes into last week where I said, I don't get the logic. And that's kind of what I've been thinking about a lot spiritually. This, this past couple of weeks is there is a 
there is a type of person that Christians would call sinners. And then those are people that are not Christians. And it's kind of a dark word, but it's, you know, it's in, it's what, what people are. And, and, and I don't like it because we're all sinners. You know, the only difference is, is, um, Christians can, you know, are forgiven. They've accepted God's forgiveness. So we're not better off than anybody. But there is this, there's this attitude that is pervasive in the Christian faith that non-Christians are the enemy, that they are out to get us, that they're out to crush Christianity. And even if that were true, which I'm sure there are people, you know, there's every kind of person. I'm sure there's people that would love to smash it out of existence. I'm sure there, there are. But a bunch of people, most people just want to live their lives and raise their kids and make money and go on with their life and not be hated and not hate other people. I, I believe that's most people. Um, they want to watch a good movie once in a while. Those, those kind of people don't really care. They, so sinners are labeled and 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 kind of seen as less than and kind of catch a little bit of i don't know the kids say shade cast cast in shade throw in shade they they catch uh a bad rap as if they're the bad guys you can even see it in christian type movies that atheists are bad guys and um non-Christians are against Christianity by default. And I'm just going to tell you right now, the way I see it is if I see someone that is a, is a sinner, someone that has not accepted Christ's forgiveness and I see them as a sinner, I see them as someone that needs help. Someone that needs love and forgiveness I see someone who is spiritually sick and needs a healer. And I, I think somewhere along the way, a good portion of Christianity has lost sight of that. And they see Christians as a special race of people that are above others. When in reality, our master lowered himself not just with washing his disciples' feet, but to the point of dying and allowing people to kill him on a cross, giving his life for something, I mean, millions of things that he never did. So I don't know if you're a person that is a Christian or not. I, I like to think, I hope, I hope that lots of different kinds of people listen to this show. Um, but if you're someone that I've just labeled as a sinner, I hope you will see that in my mind, um, I have not branded you as an evil person. In my mind, my way of thinking, you're just someone that needs Jesus. And, uh, and without him, I would, I would not, you know, I wouldn't have a foot to stand on. Um, I, I like the way one guy said it. He says Christians aren't better; they're just better off. And 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 I I would agree with that to a certain extent. That's 
you know, we, we believe in heaven and, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, if you're a person that doesn't believe in Christ, I would ask that you at least, uh, investigate it for yourself and shake off all of the crap that, that church and the, uh, religious side of things can, can put on it and realize that, that, that there is a God and, uh, Though a lot of horrible things have been done in his name, um, none of those things were done by him. Not, and they were not done by people who truly believed in him. Because if they did, they would have not have done those terrible things. Shooting up. I'm not just talking about crusades and stuff like that. I'm talking about shooting up abortion clinics and, and crap like that. I mean, that is a prime example of someone that has taken a sinner, okay, and has demonize them and then attacks them thinking they're fully justified because I am fighting murderers. That's what they think. And the Bible is clear that we're supposed to live at peace as much as it depends on us, that we're to obey the laws of the land, that we are to be known by our love, um, that we are to pray for those who despitefully use us, that we do not wage war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in heavenly places. Um, basically a fancy way of saying that we don't see humans as our enemy. We see uh, Satan as our enemy. And so the minute you, we, anybody gets up and fights, uh, you know, like like that, especially like a, against an abortion clinic or burns a church or whatever. You know, I don't know. I don't know if church burners are spiritual or not. Uh, I don't know what their motivations are. I think they're just hate, haters. But um, the minute they do something like that, they are outside of what God would uh, want immediately. And uh, anyway, my point is just... just uh, Pick up a Bible and, and read for yourself. And uh, if, you know, if you like me, trust me on this one. If you like me, if you like the spirit that I kind of put out, the vibe I put out, it's a God thing. It's the part of God in me. Um, I believe that with all my heart because there is not much left in here. Uh Depression has taken almost everything. But uh, what does remain is God stuff. So um, if you like me, you, you might like God is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm gone. Peace.